welcome to Growing Up 80s episode 12, probably, for May 2020, a podcast where two friends talk about the things that we loved as kids growing up in the 80s and that we still enjoy today. This time, we're talking about things that we loved getting at the corner store. Hi, Darren. Hi, Robin. Just going to let everybody know that we do have a Patreon now where every supporter gets to hear our exclusive bonus mini-episode. Every month. Every month. So check that out if you're interested. Mm -hmm. We'll give you information on how to later if you can't figure it out on your own. (laughs) (laughs) So Robin, we are talking about things that we loved about corner stores this month. Yes. Do you think that we need to kind of define what a corner store is? I think we might. is that a Canadianism, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that every country had quite the same kind of thing as mm-hmm. the corner stores that at least we had growing up here in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. The one closest to our house, I, I want to talk about the one that was in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Called Little Richard's Variety. Yes. And it was just one block from my house, two blocks from yours. Yep. My house was on the way there. From for That's you, right. yeah. It's almost timely that we're talking about Little Richard's variety. Yeah. With the recent demise of Little Richard. Yeah. I guess it's not necessarily his demise. Is that what you mean? <laughs> his demise. <laughs> that would be something that, you know, Little Richard's arch nemesis would say about yes. him. Finally. His passing. Yes, his passing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry but, to any Little Richard little... fans or family listening. Yes. <laughs> But Little Richard's variety in our neighborhood had, you know, it wasn't based on like the rock and roll dude. It was just, as far as I know, there was, we, was there a Little Richard? Yeah. We, we don't know where that name came from. Like really, yeah. was there a guy named know. Richard who's like little who owned it or like, I never well, saw him. I don't, I don't remember it now. Do you remember like both? Okay. Let's not quite talk about Little Richard's yet. Let's okay. talk about the fact that. A what we are referring to as a corner store is kind of like a small, it's like a store around the corner that sells, you know, you can get your newspaper there. You can buy some candy. You yep. can get, you probably could get some food yep, there. Some, like some simple, like basic groceries. Soup. Yeah. Basic groceries. Loaf and stuff of like bread. That. Yeah. Probably package some milk. milk. Yeah. Package yeah. of milk. A bag of milk. <laughs> well, that's what we did. We yeah. got a we got a bag of milk here yeah, in Ontario, bag of milk. which is a strange thing. Rather than a People jug. People might think we're joking. Yeah. Or a carton. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were just like, a, you just stop on the way home from work or on the, on the way home from school or something and just grab some candy or, you know, it's just one of those, what do you call them? It's like a convenience store. It's like yeah. a 7-Eleven or something like that. But they're usually independently owned that's neighborhood. That's right. In the neighborhood kind of thing. Like you might find a 7-Eleven or whatever your convenience store is on the main drag. But these were often, and I think even before we came around in the 70s and the 80s, I think they were even more integrated into neighborhoods. Like you yeah. can go around some of the older neighborhoods and, and see how, oh yeah, like this building in the corner was the corner store and there's apartments and stuff above it. And it used to be there. Yes. But yeah, so quite integrated into the into a neighborhood. Yeah, that that's kind of what separates it the in, it being independently owned and it being in a residential area mm-hmm. and probably there might be special zoning for it back then 
where oh, yeah, like maybe, eh? bylaws where a commercial building as such wouldn't be allowed, but this type of store that sometimes would just be a converted house even. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, often a converted house. A lot of the time the, the owners would live in the rest of the house, mm -hmm. either, you know, mm -hmm. upstairs, basement or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of what separated it from uh, the 7-Eleven and the Cow Palace was yeah, uh, the cow when palace. that came along later. That was Mike Smart. Yeah, Mike Smart. Mike's Milt. Yeah. And so that kind of variety aspect. And so because it was independent, there was more difference or what, what should I say? Everything wasn't so standardized. Mm -hmm. The store itself would have strange layouts where mm -hmm. it wasn't all, uh, wasn't necessarily all bright and clean and tiled floors. It would even be like carpeted floor sometimes. Yeah, it would yeah. be, uh, not the best commercial lighting in there. You, you wouldn't necessarily know the first time you go into one of these places where you're going to find the comics yes. or something like that. You know, whereabouts in the store do I go? Yeah. That's, I've just tried to differentiate it from the standardized stores that came later. Yeah. 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 And the other difference was you didn't know for sure what you were going to find in there. Mm -hmm. While you might think a 7-Eleven is almost identical no matter where you are in all of North America, mm -hmm. it'll be pretty much identical. At these, everyone was unique. Yeah. And you couldn't, uh, and it was up to the store owners in a lot of cases to do all the ordering or at least mm -hmm. a, a lot of the ordering. So I think what... What we're especially interested in is a bunch of things that were appealing to kids that were brought in. Yeah. And usually they were right near the door, one of the first things that you had access to. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, our, our favorite yeah. things that we, we saw there. That's right. And so you were mentioning that uh, Little Richard's was our neighborhood corner store. Do you remember the couple iterations that it went through? Do you remember that there was like Little Richard's? in like the converted house. Yeah. And then at one point they kind of knocked it down and rebuilt it into a separate building. And they, I think they did, or maybe they just did like a, a heavy renovation to it. Yeah. And they got like a, that new, that big new sign across the front that said little Richards. And there was that drawing of the kid. Yeah. Who was like maybe supposed to be little Richard. Yes. And then at some point later on, it just got, torn down and there's there's like a is there a Chinese restaurant yeah, there now? There's a Chinese yeah. restaurant there now. Yeah. yeah. So do you do you think that when it got renovated it was just an outside renovation or Yeah, I think it was, but I guess yeah. I don't know that for sure. I don't remember them completely de demolishing it. It would be yeah. closed for like a long time if they Yeah, that that wouldn't make sense, would it? A friend of my grandmother's used to work at that store. Oh, okay. Her name was Doe. We called her Doe. Doe? Doe Taylor. Yep. Okay. And she used to work there. So sometimes when I would go in there, I would see Doe. Yeah. For all the different things that were there, like, I guess we'll talk about a couple of the, the standard things you'd find. How about the can <laughs> the candy shelf? Yep. There'd always be like, yeah, either a shelf of candy or I have like memories of almost like bulk candy. Yes. Like more than just like the, here's like where the chocolate bars and bags chips are. Yeah. But here's like bulk candy, like all the 
everything that's based around like some sort of jujube thing. Yes. And either there's sugary stuff on it or sour stuff on it or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so different some, shapes. Some of the famous, like the blue whales mm-hmm. were, were one of the ones that came in bulk, right? Yeah. And this is when candy was, you could buy stuff even for one cent each mm-hmm. or two, two for five cents, 10 yep. cents. And so if you had like a quarter, like 25 yeah. cents or 50 cents, you could get a substantial amount of candy yep. where, and you're trying to, you're doing math actually to try and figure out how to optimize your, right. whatever amount that you have to spend. <laughs> now, and I remember like the brown paper bags that you would usually get yeah. them in, at least at Little Richard's. I don't remember like how you went about getting it though. Like. I, it doesn't, I don't think that you would put it in a bag and they would look in the bag and say, oh, it looks like you've got four blue whales and a couple sour keys in there. <laughs> would they fill it up for you? No, oh, I think I remember us filling it ourselves and I guess yeah. we told them and they, they would kind of look at it and make so, sure you're not yeah, lying. You're a, trust- right. you're a trustworthy kid. Yeah. I yeah. guess they're making enough money off that stuff that if kid cheats them out of a couple whatevers probably doesn't matter too much i guess so and over time i remember watching the prices creep up this is how i got Mm -hmm. my sense of inflation was Mm -hmm. that like i i think a whole bunch of my economic sense came from my my economic view of the world came from the candy at little richards yeah (laughs) and were you like did you like to buy the candy like, were you into candy? For a while, I totally was, yeah. yeah. Like, I would be buying, uh, there'd be, like, little root root beer bottles yes. that were yep. not actually bottles. They were candy, shaped like root beer yep. bottles, yeah. Gummy candy. Yeah. Blue whales. Gummy candy. Strawberries. Gummy They're, candies. No, those those weren't really, um, not the gummy strawberries, the- Oh, they were kind of marshmallow Marshmallow-y ones. ones. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or the candy bananas, which were also marshmallow-based, yes. eh? That's right, mm. yes. And- We had those candy bananas in the house a year or two ago for somebody's birthday. Yeah. It was, they, it was like a Minecraft-themed birthday, and so <laughs> my wife brought in a bunch of these little candies and said, oh, these bananas, these are loaves of bread. There's bread in Minecraft, right? These are loaves of bread. <laughs> that kind of thing. I remember enjoying the licorice pipes. Oh, yeah. You remember those? Like black licorice, and then they had like the red sprinkly things on the end. <laughs> yes. Um, but the thing uh, I really remember getting into and spending my money on, and I probably when I was a little bit older, because these were it, probably at least 50 cents, were the, um, oh, I can't even remember what the name were. It's the ice cream things with the cookie, ice cream cookie type thing. What were those called? Oh, ice like, cream sandwiches. But it wasn't an ice cream sandwich. It was oh, round. Wagon, wagon wheels? No, wagon wheels were the cookie. Yeah. Yeah. These were round and they may have even been dipped in chocolate. <gasps> See, you started talking about candy and I started thinking about this ice cream thing that I used to, to oh. have. Yeah. Oh, but like, but were they sure like that... big frozen or like they were frozen? Yeah. Yeah. Like a big frozen Oreo kind of thing. Yeah. I remember those too. I don't remember yeah. the name, but they were like a giant Oreo cookie, right? That was yeah. frozen with ice cream though in the middle. Instead of, yeah, that's right. Instead yeah. The filling. Those were good. Yep. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum, I like those. Just to stay at the candy a little bit longer. Then mm-hmm. there was the prepackaged candy as well. So mm-hmm. do you remember any of those? Like the garbage cans? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the, yeah, that's right. They were almost like toy candy. Yeah. Like there, there was something about them that, that, yeah, that's right. There's the garbage cans. There was the coffins that would have like oh, the bones the and the skulls in yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye smokes. You were talking about, there's those little packages of Popeye yeah, cigarettes. Right. That's right. That then became candy sticks once yes. they decided that. You can't have those. You, yeah, that's encouraging you to smoke by yep. eating candy because cigarettes are exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still looking up what these ice cream sandwiches might be called. Oh, okay. <clears throat> chip witch? No, it's not a chip witch. Cookie sandwiches, frozen desserts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, well. Sorry. Yeah, you'll probably think of it later. I liked, was it the, was it the, ca- the candy in the coffin that you could like kind of, it was almost like a puzzle piece where you could slot the bones and stuff together and, and like make a skeleton out of it. I'm not sure they were actually puzzle pieces, but it was still fun to try and make a yeah, whole person yep. out of it. Yeah. And what kind of things would you get in the garbage? You would probably get bones in the garbage too. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, kind of and like, stuff. yeah, cans. Actually, it's funny that now we recycle so many things that mm-hmm. a number of the things that go in there should not be in a garbage can. That's right. <laughs> Bottles. You can recycle that bottle. Yeah. And then later nerds came along. Oh yeah. Nerds. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, those, um, those packages where you tear up on the top and you get yes. that dipping stick. Yeah. The- uh, Lickamate or dip, yeah, lick, dip, a, dip a nerd, <laughs> dip a nerd. Yeah, what are those called? Oh, we're such terrible podcast hosts because yes. we can't think of the now names we're talking of any about of these details, things. but yeah, the the lick a stick, I think that's yep. what said on, yeah, there were the candies called Lickamade, <laughs> Lickamade, <laughs> yeah, not Lickamate. Um, it was called Lickamade, is it? Yeah, lick, L-I-K yeah. dash M dash aid, A-I-D, lick m aid. Lick m aid. Yeah, so the candy sticks that you lick and wet with your saliva. <laughs> That's right. And then you dip it in to the pouches of more candy powder. That's right. Yeah. Candy powder. It's candy not sugar. P- it's candy powder. Candy powder. Yep. Do you think it is pure sugar? No, it couldn't have been. Well, then it's candy powder. Yeah, it's candy powder. Yep. Yeah. And how about that big chew stuff that was like. I was just thinking about that. I was never into that kind of gum. No, it was weird to me. It was like, oh, that's what the big kids eat. That's what the big scary so. kids eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shredded gum. But didn't the big chew gum have art on it that was kind of like art that was. When I think of the Big League Chew and the art on it, I think of it reminding me of the art on the wacky packages. Yeah. And I don't think it was the same, but it was kind of that same realistic-ish, cartoony-ish. Well, kind of like Mad Comics or Cracked yeah, as well, yeah, that right? Kind of that's thing, yeah. kind of, I think it was meant to appeal to slightly older kids. Okay. But I don't you know. Could, you could chew this stuff just like your favorite baseball player. That's right. Freezies. Yum. Okay. Yep. What's your favorite okay. color or flavor of freezy? Non-color. Like the, the I like the clear freezy. Did they have a like totally the, clear one or a white one? 
No, I think that, well, I think it kind of was a little bit white when it froze, but it was like the non-dyed, the clear cream soda flavor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the pink cream soda, the clear cream soda. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was totally the banana flavor. It was the yellow yeah, one. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Good for you, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to eat it. And you'd buy your freezy, and then you'd have to tear it open with your teeth because there's no scissors for people to use at the corner store. Right, yeah. And we, I guess we weren't carrying knives around or whatever. Uh, I don't think so. Pocket knives. Could have had one. So there's food, there's candy. Yeah. And then there's the really good stuff. Yes. Okay, so how about the magazine rack next? Yep. Magazine rack was good. I remember before I got a subscription to Ahoy magazine, I would buy my Ahoy magazines at the corner store. Yes. Ahoy magazine being a Commodore 64 focused magazine. Um, I don't know if it was as big as like... No, what, like computer, anything like that. Yeah, my understanding is it was always like the third ran after you got Compute. Well, then you got Compute's Gazette, Mm -hmm. and you have Run Magazine. Yep. And then I think, unless I'm forgetting one, I think Ahoy always kind of lagged behind. I liked Ahoy best. I did too. Yeah. We should talk about Ahoy in depth sometime. Yeah. Yep, we should. So uh, Ahoy ran from, I think it didn't even start until 84, so it got in the game late. Right. Yeah, and went till 89. But that's what was unusual. This kind of underlines the the independence of the stores. It just so happened mm-hmm. that the corner store near you and I did carry Commodore magazines, because maybe, yeah. maybe they never would have. And if they hadn't, maybe we wouldn't have really found them because back then, you know, when when we're a kid and our world is so small, Mm -hmm. it's just what you would see. You would stumble upon things, no internet, of course, and that's right. Not even any, this kind of stuff was never advertised on TV. So Mm -hmm. it was just almost all the time. It's just what you stumbled upon. And there happened to be- If your mom and dad happened to take you to a place where you could see it, then great. You would see it. If not- So it just so happens that that corner store decided to bring in Ahoy, which Mm -hmm. was very influential for for you and I, I think, because it had more of an emphasis on game development, on Mm -hmm. programming, on uh, Orson Scott Card was making a series of articles about game development Mm -hmm. on the C64. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that had big impact on you and I. Yeah, I remember his name as a kid. Ender's Game came out in 85. So yeah, that was like right around the same time that he was doing Ahoy stuff. He was just becoming a somebody in Mm sci-fi. And I think that's why he only wrote those articles for a year or two. And then probably had so much success with his sci-fi that he stopped writing for Ahoy. We should do something in depth about Ahoy. I think so, yeah. I have to mention Transactor. Mm-hmm. which also happened to be sold there. And this is the Canadian published, highly technical Commodore 64 magazine. I still have that first mm. issue. And that was huge. As, as big as Ahoy was for us, it was very simple stuff. It was just about, you know, yeah, we're just programming games and stuff. It That's wasn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. And, and 
almost all basic. Like there may have been some machine language stuff in yeah. there, but you're basically writing a program to poke the machine language, like writing a program in basic to poke the machine language in and it really didn't explain to you what was going on. Yeah. A lot for of the, the type time. in games. Yeah. That's right. But Transactor, I imagine, would get well, into that. Transactor was more like an academic journal almost because it had very little advertising in it. It was just like, I think, 5% advertising, and they just shoved it all at the back of the magazine. And all the articles were submitted, most of them anyway, were submitted from readers and other and experts like Jim Butterfield, mm -hmm. who would write up one, two, three, four page articles. And they were just presented with no interruption, just like columns of text and diagrams. Yep. And yes, lots of machine code assembly language going from the PAT, VIC-20, Commodore 64, Commodore 128, and then finally into the Amiga. It was published by Carl Hilden, uh, who became <laughs> a friend of mine when I met him down yeah. in Toronto in the 2000s. And I was just blown away. I, I'm sure I've told the story before, but I'm in Toronto at the Toronto Pet Users Group, the big Commodore group. Mm -hmm. And there's Jim Butterfield and Carl Hilden, who I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I knew Jim Butterfield. And there was about three or four guys talking. And so I walked up to them and I'm like, oh, hi, Jim Butterfield. You know, I don't think I said hi, Jim yeah. Butterfield, but you know, probably the most famous person there. But there's also Carl Hilden. And he said, oh, do you know Carl? And Carl Hilden? From the transactor, <laughs> and and I just wow, and, and uh, sorry, Jim, you're great. Yeah, but I, I want to talk to Carl yeah, now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jim Butterfield seemed slightly miffed that uh, <laughs> that I was making such a big deal over Carl and not really say anything about Jim. Although not that Jim was that like proud yeah. of a person, but I think he, I think he found it pretty amusing. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, Transactor was there, and that that changed my world. Oh, and I want to go back just a year mm -hmm. or two earlier, before I had any computers or video games, like we were talking about last episode. That's right. I bought, I think, four different issues of computer magazines. In fact, I've got mm -hmm. them, or no, mm -hmm. sorry, of video game magazines okay. from before that. I think one was called Joystick, and one was called Computers and Video Games, mm -hmm. and- those magazines I just read incessantly and they were all full color and they had all these screenshots. And that's the first time I saw in television games like, uh, Truckin and Dracula, which looked amazing to me, mm. but like I never got to play them. Right. I just would see right. these screenshots and my imagination would soar like, mm -hmm. uh, and they would have cheats and Easter eggs about arcade games in there. Like this one about Donkey Kong Jr. That if you would stand in a certain place and the trap would come down the vine and you'd jump and you'd hit the water and the trap at the same moment mm -hmm. on the second player, then the first player would get infinite lives and just these crazy ideas. Yeah. I think those, I think those changed me. I think sure. I, I think I became the nerd I am because I just was exposed to all these, all this crazy information yeah. that I don't all even know if it's true. And, yeah. yeah. And, and absolutely everything, whether it was the screenshot, the article, these tips, anyway, it just changed me. So I've, I've still got those magazines are really beat up because I bought cool. them in 1982 Two. or so. So I have to give a mention to that. And that's all just because Little Richards happened to bring those particular titles in. I I had a few 
a small number of mad magazines. Maybe I got them from there. Mm. Maybe I got them from like a supermarket with my grandma. I think I might've had more cracked magazine than I had mad magazine, but I also liked, and I think you did too, getting those Don Martin little books, those little paperback books. Would we have gotten those from the corner stores or would those have been more supermarket type finds? I thought those books were from Scholastic. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think the book, the books. Yeah. I also got, I got a lot more cracked magazine and I don't know if that's because mad magazine seemed too rude either Mm -hmm. for me or for my parents or whatever Mm -hmm. they thought, but cracked wasn't quite as rude. Uh, although I don't think that's true. But maybe it was just that cracked is what little Richards brought in and they just didn't yeah. bring him mad, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like those books too, but I'm not sure we bought them at the at the corner store. Yeah. And of course, there's the collectible cards, kind of what, yeah. where we kind of, at least where I kind of started dwelling upon this afternoon when we were thinking about, okay, what we're going to be talking about with our with our corner stores and, and things that we collected. Oh yeah. Collectible cards. Yes. For sure. So I, I, I have a good idea of, of maybe what, Ooh, that's a nice box of Velveeta cheese. Isn't you've got great? there. It's, it's a metric size box of Velveeta <laughs> cheese. Is there French on there? It's yeah. metric. Yeah. And, and yes, on this side. Uh, format metric. Metric. Yes. Velveeta is a, process cheese food it was yep. a weird kind of cheese that came in a cardboard box yeah and it happens to be a very perfect size ah, to for trading cards. trading cards yeah like they, it's like very nice basically perfectly made for them yeah so I, don't, I guess you can't buy Velveeta anymore like that. Is Velveeta is that like the Canadian name for something that they sold in the states? Probably it's, yeah. I mean, it's craft. Yeah. Were they cheese slices? No, I Is think that what it, that was. Or I was think, it just a big brick of processed soft cheese? Yeah. I think it was a big nasty brick of, of fake cheese. <laughs> Velveeta. Velveeta. Velveeta is a brand name for a processed cheese product that tastes like an American cheese. It isn't. <laughs> But it, it tastes like it. It was advertised as a nutritious health food. <laughs> Oy. Yeah, they could just do anything. Oh, and then it became the cheese spread in the 50s. Okay. Yeah. Velveeta. <laughs> the name Velveeta was intended to connote a velvety smooth edible product. Of course. Velveeta. Velvet. Velveteen. It's almost <laughs> the same. Yeah. So can you still buy this anywhere? Oh, the FDA was after them in, in 2002. Oh. Can we still get that? It's supposedly still sold. Well, there you go. Okay. Anyway, that, that's a big distraction. So yeah. After you eat your cheese or the stuff that tastes like cheese, you put your trading cards that you got from Little Richards in it. Look at that. Yes. Raiders, E.T., Star Wars, Jedi. That's a nice box. Those are, these are all cards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at what I got at the beginning here. Oh, Pac-Man cards. I remember those. Yeah. That's like a game or something, right? Yeah, these are, okay, Ms. Pac-Man cards that I got Little Richards. Basically, it's a Pac-Man maze, and you can see the the maze itself 
but where the dots and ghosts and so on, the, the paths of the maze are mm-hmm. covered with little silver labels. There's mm-hmm. a little silver scratch off. Yeah. And then you would start at Pac-Man and scratch off in series, moving through the maze, collecting- To play the game. To play the of. game. Yeah. And you could yeah. eat, like if it's a blue ghost, then you got points and so on. And you could, it had the side doors, but if yep. you hit a- non-blue ghost and then of course you're dead yeah and yeah we would get these packs of them and we just play them i'd forgotten about those yeah so i've got i've got a whole bunch of them i think every one of them is played pac-man sticker included that's great yeah stickers are the best eh oh yeah and then uh there's i've got some dallas trading cards how did i end up with that JR and Bobby have a fight with Pamela Ewing in the background. Yeah, she's she's there and there's, there's JR. Wow. Yeah. And the back of some of these cards, so the, these Dallas trading that. cards. Yeah. Yeah, the back they would often take a large photo and split it up into puzzle-like pieces. Well, of course not. They're still just rectangles. Yeah. But they would like what? Mosaic a photo. Yeah, sure. Spread it across many. So there was like basically like a game, like not only were you collecting the cards that had the foes on the front, but they would have this picture on the back that would form a large Ooh. picture if you got enough of them. That's JR's yeah, eye. JR's eye at there. Ooh. <laughs> so, so that was neat. And you know, it just occurred to me. I thought that was really cool because I guess it's, they had to do color printing on the back. So it was a yeah. te- it was more expensive, but it saved them the trouble of having to write all that information text on the back. Mm-hmm. Train cards typically have a color photo on the front, but on the back is a, like a two color yeah. uh, text information thing. Well, I, I guess like for sports cards, which you and I didn't collect a whole lot of, um, they would have like the stats for the player on the back. That's right. right. And that yeah. was, and that was relatively easy well, at least they had the content. They still had yeah. to format it. Format it. Okay. How about this one? Oh, Dukes of Hazard cards. Dukes of Hazard that's train card. That's great. Bone Luke Duke. Yeah. And they also had the that's big gonna photo That's going to be a picture on the back. On the back of, yeah. yeah. Okay. So was that like, were those four or five Dallas cards the only Dallas cards that you had? Yeah. So like, did I- Somebody must have given them to you? Well, I might have- your Christmas stocking? I might or? have stupidly- thought, man, I want a pack of Dallas trading cards. (laughs) Well, you know, Dallas was a thing. Like I was very excited about the theme song. And I, (laughs) I insisted that for piano lessons that I got to learn how to play Dallas. (laughs) Dukes of Hazard's cool. Yeah. And here I'm even buying trading cards for something like, what is that? Oh, that's, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is it Close Encounters? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Halloween, but for grownups. Yeah, because look on the back. That's the spaceship. Oh, that's part of the spaceship there, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's not that bad. Apparently. Makes sense. Close Encounters cards. Yeah. And Saturday Night Fever. Ooh. Train cards. Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving on. At least one of them. Yeah. Were those like things that you had when you were a kid? You yeah. Got those? Oh, yeah. All these these cards. This box is yours. This Velveeta box was given to me. I don't know if my mom actually. I kind of doubt we ever had Velveeta in the house, but some maybe from grandma. Yeah, maybe from grandma or something. Yeah. Somehow I had these cards, and this is we're talking like 1980. Well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, 82 or whatever. I remember the box that I had my cards in that I probably sold at a yard sale. The black hole. Yep. So I got a number of black hole trading cards. 
Let's do a movie next month. Yeah. Like The Black Hole or what was that other movie we were talking about earlier? Today? Yeah. Weren't we talking about a movie earlier today? Oh, yeah. Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. That's it. Okay, yeah. And then finally, we're getting into the E.T. training cards. the good stuff, the E.T. ones. Yeah. That is obviously the Canadian version, because it's there's the picture of E.T. and Elliot talking in his bedroom, and it says, where do you come from? And then in French, d'où viens-tu? Yes. As, as Elliot would have said yes, in the just, French language version just like, of it. Just like Elliot said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and on the back, it's also both French and English on the back yeah. of these train cards. Right so, on. Yeah, so I was I was totally into collecting these trading cards. And, oh, I'm confused because we already talked about this in the patron-exclusive video. Mm-hmm. But, yes, we... Well, don't give it away. No, I won't give away Make the details. Pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just to explain that, the ET trading cards are my favorite series because, yeah. simply because I collected the whole set. I mean, I yeah. love the movie. I collected it was all. obtainable. Yes. I collected all 87 cards and bizarrely even wrote a song about that eventually. Now, the, the text that's on the back of the cards, if you were to like have all your cards in sequential order, could you read the text from the back of the cards and get a sense of the, the plot of the movie, do you think? Yeah, on this this one you can, that's right. Because like here is card number 17. What does it say there? Mm-hmm. Where do you come from? Yeah. Ud- yeah. D'où viens-tu? And then a couple the, of those ones. And then, for example, the write-up says, the following day, E.T. is introduced to Michael, Elliot's older brother, and little Gertie, their sister. In an attempt to explain where he comes from, E.T. rolls clay into little balls, they represent the planets in his solar system, and then raises them into the air for the proper positioning. Continued on card number 18, E.T. and the flower. Cool. Yeah, so... That's neat. I didn't collect as many ET cards as as you did. I, I'm sure I didn't have the whole set. I I was getting pretty close. I thought to having a full collection of Return of the Jedi. I I don't know how close I was, but I seem to recall that Return of the Jedi was the what is that is the thing that just keep talking. Did I not? Return of the Jedi was the trading card collection that I collected. Now, I had um, my trading cards in a box, not a box of Velveeta, but a box from the Knott's Berry Farm. And I sold all my cards at a yard sale, I'm quite sure of. I have this vivid memory of having them for sale at my father's mom's place, my grandma Foltz's place yeah. in Port Arthur. Yeah, yeah. That's but a real shame I'm, that I'm a, reconsidering that memory at this moment. That's that's a real shame that you sold your <laughs> your precious collection <laughs> of Return of the Jedi <laughs> cards to there. you. <laughs> so Darren and I are social distancing yet again this month, recording yep. this remotely. And that's Darren, my that, you bought it for twelve bucks. I bought your collection. Of Return of the Jedi cards for twelve dollars. <laughs> did you spend? Did you really? Did I sell that for twelve bucks? That's a lot, eh? That what is it? a lot. I'm a real sucker. I'm surprised that I was. I sold it for that much. Yeah, and I'm surprised that you bought them. I'm surprised I paid that much for them. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so I love it. It's great. You have like there's so, there's nothing going on. This is your collection of Return of the Jedi cards. So I've got this collection of Return of the Jedi fine. cards. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is really good. What kind of collection do you have? Like, is it a complete collection you've got? I'm just curious. <laughs> so, yeah, what have I got? Let me let me check out my collection here, Darren. <laughs> I think it's almost complete. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's you got, card. You got any doubles you want to give away? There's there's card number one. <laughs> yeah. The title card. Nature. Yeah. And that goes all the way back to here's the trading cards and so on. Okay. The the index cards. Okay. The back. Okay. So we're up to well, there's card 127. Yeah. What are they Shaking doing there? Shaking hands. Shaking hands. Is it congratulations, Wedge? Can wait, wait, hold it back up again. Wedge a felicite. <laughs> so I like that we've got like I like that in Canada, I guess they were federally mandated to have bilingual versions of these cards. Yeah. But I like that we've got the Canadian versions of them. Yes. Like, there's so much I don't know. I'm I'm just glad that they did it and I'm glad that you've got them. <laughs> Glad you managed to get a great collection of them. Yeah, you, I really do think that this is nearly a complete collection because I'm going to start looking up how many there are in there. It in the seems set. like there's only like 130 or something or so. Yeah. So that's pretty close, yeah. What year would that have been? Like 83, 84? 83, 84. 83, yeah. yeah. 83, I think. It would be cool. right when the movie's new. Yeah. I didn't buy them in 83 off you, though. Probably like 87. <laughs> no, I was in Australia in 87. 132 card set. Yeah, eh? Yeah. Yeah, well, that looks like about 132 cards there, Ben. <laughs> they're, they're, they're. What are the blue ones? Uh, I think those happen to be my uh, <laughs> my stickers here. Oh, right on. Because those are like, oh, do you remember how they would have maybe like, I don't know, five or six cards per pack? Yeah, and you might get a sticker card. Yeah, or maybe there was always one sticker card. Okay. Like, that was guaranteed, but okay. then that was kind of its own separate thing you're trying to collect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these ones have these... Oh, letters, yeah. Alphabet so you could, letters. Like, spell out your name or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool that I got these. <laughs> Okay, and then... Don't worry, I'm not going to ask for them back. Yeah, and then, well, I don't know, 12... Well, what, or, or ask to buy them back. Yeah, what's 12 bucks worth now in uh, in two $20? $20, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's Darth a bunch Vader. of yellow. These are a bunch of Empire ones. Oh, yeah, cool. I also don't know how integrated... Like, I also had a bunch of Jedi cards mm -hmm. and other things. Well, actually, I had a bunch of Star Wars cards... Oh, yeah. Uh, that my uncle brought over. My uncle had some problems and mm -hmm. would sometimes show up at the house. One time okay. he showed up with loads of packs of Star Wars trading cards. Oh, yeah. And I think he just gave them to me. Ooh. Yeah. And that was really weird. And and I don't think my parents really, well, especially my mom was like, where did you get those cards or whatever? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I have a bunch of those. Oh, and my point is that I may have combined them with, yeah, with for sure. some of your collection there. But yes, if I've got some doubles. Bring them by sometime when when you can come by and we'll just show the boys. Yeah. That, that's all I'm interested in. Tony Fernandez. Yeah. Were, were you a Jays fan for a Blue no, Jays fan? Not nearly like you were. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was really into the Blue Jays, especially because in 85, I lived in Toronto. So mm-hmm. the Toronto Blue Jays. Manny Lee. Baseball team. Yep. Manny Lee and. Rance Milknicks. Yeah. Molinex. Molinex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Peter Molinex. Yeah. So I. Who's, who's the pick? Who's the, the, the great pitcher they had? Well, they've had a bunch of great pitchers. Like around that time there. I just remember Ben Wicks. Oh. You remember the, the cartoonist, Ben Wicks? Yes. He would be on the on the front page of the newspaper, just down the bottom corner, just single panel. There's a pitcher throwing a ball, and it was the guy's name. Oh, Whatever. okay. That's cool. Yep. Besides cards, well, no, no. I mean, I still have one more thing of cards to go through. Yeah, cool. I hope, I hope that you have wacky packages. This is great. <laughs> I know that there's a reason why I kept you as a friend. <laughs> The 80s live on forever. Okay, so here, Darren, you're going to tell the people what you're looking at. Lip-off cup of soup, (laughs) hot chicken soup. (laughs) It's not Lipton, it's lip-off. Yes. These are different than than what I was expecting them to be. This is Salem. Better to Salem than smoke them. (laughs) Yes. So that's a cigarette parody. So yeah, what we're looking at is wacky packages. Oh, here's a good one. Canadian clubbed. (laughs) (laughs) It's supposed to be Canadian club whiskey, but it's Canadian clubbed and somebody's pickled on the inside. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no, Sorry. That's Canadian clawed. Oh, clawed. Right? Yes. Yes. He's a clawed. Yeah. What a clawed. And yes, he's pickled inside the bottle. Salem. This is interesting. See, I wasn't expecting like when you showed me Scary Jane. Yeah. The bewitching candy. When you showed me Salem there, because I'd been I'd been getting on a on a bit of a wacky packs rabbit hole this evening. Yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, I I learned that they were distributed by tops in the States, which is where most of the trading cards that we would have had um came from. But in Canada they were distributed by OPC, it's yep. called or OPC. Yes, OPC, I think. Yeah. So I was looking through, I thought I was looking through what I figured would have been the issue of wacky packages that we would have collected. So I was looking at the Canadian release of the, uh, of the 1982 series and some of the pictures that you're showing me there are not what I was expecting to see. Like I was for Salem there. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting to see Salem. But this is Salem. Yeah. Okay. So this, this is mm-hmm. uh, just in case some people don't know what wacky packages are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. They are trading cards with stickers on them, and the stickers are parodies of products mm-hmm. of the packaging that products like cigarettes and you know food and cleaning stuff you'd buy in the grocery store or mm-hmm. the corner store. Yeah. Uh, making fun of it. And they change the name and, and so on. And I don't know. Draw some funny pictures on it. Yeah. Just, that's right. Making fun of the product or making it. It's, it's Gross, funny. It's humorous in some way. Yeah. And making them wacky. It's wacky. And it's funny that this appealed to kids so much, but I guess it was just that combination of enough recognition and mm-hmm. crude humor like yeah, the, the, sometimes the the art was often or gross out. Yeah, it's gross or just uh, just silly, 
cilia. Better to sail them than to smoke them. Um, huh. Okay, so so what's the deal with that one? Well, yeah. So what I want to say is, I'm looking at the back here. Yeah, it, this is the series number two, and okay. it has a checklist on the back. Yeah, I think with a total of 132 cards in the series. Ah, but it says on the edge here, copyright 1979. Yes, Tops chewing gum printed in the USA. Yeah, and. Oh, and up on the sticker side, on the front side, yeah, it says Salem is number 89 of 132. Okay. Okay. So what series? Okay. So 1979. Yeah. This is series two. Oh, wow. Some of these I haven't seen for ages. Like they're- Harry Lee Brownies. Yeah. And that- Ew. And that art. Yeah. Wow. I have it like- yeah. I, Wash kids' mouths with fib. fib. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that I was thinking that we were doing 1982 stuff as opposed to the 1980 rerun or the 79 stuff, because, okay, in Canada, apparently we had a 1973 series, a 1979-80 series, yeah. and then there was an 82 series. And then some other stuff later in the 80s. But in 82, they had a album that you could get. And I remember having the album um, so that you could peel the stickers off and put them in this album yes. to have your full collection. So I was thinking, oh, well, that's that's when we were collecting. And that would have made us around nine or ten years old at the time. Seems to be a perfect time to be interested in this kind of stuff. Yeah. We were picking up some of the 79, 80 re, um, releases. Yeah, I've got uh, here, I've got series, I think, three. Okay. And it says there's 264 in the series. Oh, wow. Not Slim, slim Jims. Yeah, Slam, slam Jims. Oh, this is series four. Yeah, 1980. Yeah. So how, I thought you just said series two was 1979 and 80. It seemed like they had a release in 1973 with four different series in 1973. Okay. Then they had another release in 79-80 with another four series, but apparently those were, that was a rerun series of the 1973, of the same things oh. that came out in 73. Okay. And then in 82, they had the albums come out. And let me just take a quick look here what it okay. says. So I didn't, they put out four series at the same time or roughly the same yeah. time. Yeah, that's right. Wow. And then apparently the Canadian 82 series that came out with the album to put it in is the same as the 1982 Tops series. Okay. And the 1982 Tops series doesn't necess it doesn't say rerun beside it so those ones may have been some original ones as well okay so i have a lot of 1979 ones here yeah um okay i have some smaller cards yes and when are these from wacky i think eight this is 82 made in italy oh really yeah cool and uh yeah Screech, Screech Tragic Embalming Tape. Yeah, I remember that one. Hurt. I remember a lot of crust toothpaste. Chalk full of nuts and bolts. Oh, yes. Coffee. Yeah. And this one was really edgy. <laughs> Playbug. Playbug. What is the what's the date on the magazine there? May 1984. 
Yeah, even though it came out way earlier than that, probably. Yeah, it eh? says 82 on the back. Yeah, that's neat. So it was in the future. Yeah. En- entertainment for insects. <laughs> and it has the human body of a bikini girl. Yep. But the head is... With, I don't know, an ant? A really nasty looking, yeah, like an ant. Bug. Yep. A, a bug head. Pretty funny. That's cool. Okay, so that is the 82 series then, and they're all smaller? Yes, the 82 series are smaller, about two and an eighth by three inch stickers. Yeah, yeah they're a lot yeah. smaller. That's um, so cool. Yeah, so I got a whole bunch on the card still. And uh, you were mentioning that album. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find it this afternoon, and I've spent so much the last two months searching my room for all kinds of things. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh, my wife who even suggested we do this as a topic this month. Yeah. She had, just just like you were getting rid of things, uh, mm-hmm. you know, through your teens and 20s. Yep. My wife was also getting rid of some stuff, and I would just take it all. So, yeah. But this is like even before we were married, I think I would take it or oh, whatever. Really? So That's some of these funny. things she remembers, oh, I remember this thing I had. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that now. <laughs> yep. It's mine now. <laughs> it's mine now. <laughs> but fortunately we, we still live in the same house. So, uh, you yeah. know, if I can find it, she can, she can borrow it from me anytime <laughs> she feels like. Anyway, my, my point is that I, she has yeah, or album. had the album. Yeah. Yeah. Right uh, on. Although unfortunately I couldn't find it today, but I'd like to know what series that's from. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's the 82 series probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. You know, looking at the wacky packs and it's, yeah, we call them wacky packs, not necessarily wacky packages, wacky packs. Yeah. It makes me, um, it reminds me of like scratch and sniff stickers and stuff like that too. We could talk about scratch and sniff sometime. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, that certainly wasn't an exhaustive take on everything at Corner Store, but those were really some of the highlights. Yeah. The candy, the magazines, and the train cards. Those were Mm -hmm. the, those were the things and I spent so much money for a while there. It was like, oh, I got a buck. I got, you know, I got 50 cents. I got a dollar to spend mm-hmm. down to the corner store, the corner store to get something. I don't know if I've ever told my uh, buying a newspaper for my dad's story from Little Richards on the podcast. No. But uh, I remember this is a strong memory for me. So it must mean something. Not sure what though. <laughs> but uh my parents didn't always have a subscription to the our local newspaper, the Chronicle Journal. Um, and when we were kids, it wasn't a morning newspaper. It was an afternoon newspaper. So after school, I would sometimes be given the, I don't know if it was 50 or 75 cents. I don't, I don't know how much it would have cost. Probably, well, probably, probably, only, tw- so, probably only 25 cents at, at, back then. Yeah. To get on my bike and ride on down to Little Richards and pick up a copy of the Chronicle Journal for Dad. And I remember one day, went down, bought the Chronicle Journal, was riding back on my bike, wiped out, dropped the newspaper into a puddle, oh, ruined it, and I just didn't know what to do. I think I was a little bit shooken up from wiping out on my bike yeah, and then, you know, wrecked the newspaper. So I went back to Little Richards and I showed them the wet newspaper and they said, tough luck, kid. <laughs> it's not <laughs> our problem anymore. <laughs> and so I had to go home, face my dad and dad was fine with it. Here's yeah. another quarter. You can go get another one. It's not a big deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, (laughs) that was a yeah. Well, that's good. That that was a memory. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you you never know how somebody's going to react to something like that. Sure. And uh, yeah, you you'd hope that it's fine. Especially you think, oh, it's just it's just a quarter. That's right. And uh, an accident is an accident. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I came home with some blue whales and a <laughs> licorice cigar and wacky packs or something like that. I don't know what happened to your newspaper, Dad. Yeah. And Can I offer you a blue whale? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that your newspaper got ruined in the puddle, but I do have some blue whales here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think you would have been given a bit of a bonus so you could buy something for yourself? I think I got a, I think I got a pretty fair allowance. Yeah. You probably probably already got. Yeah. Yeah. So I was probably good to, to buy what I wanted from my own funds. Yeah. I do have the super clear memory of one day by, I I still know the issue of Ahoy that I bought. It was a 1985 Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit later, but yeah, that I bought that at Little Richards and came back and then saw some friends I was like holding my new Ahoy magazine at the end of my driveway when they happen to ride their bikes by. I'm using the word friends a bit loosely there because I think they went nerd at me. (laughs) (laughs) When they saw kids you knew. Yeah. Making fun of me for buying Ahoy magazine. (laughs) Did you say Ahoy to them as they drove by? No, I was I was never smart enough to or never sure what, never quick enough to think of anything like that. That's funny. <laughs> Who were they? Just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Well, that was fun, Darren. That was. That was a good time. Well, thank you listeners for joining us on Growing Up 80s. We invite you to share your memories of collecting things from corner stores with us on Twitter. You can tweet me at Darren Folds. And me at, <laughs> what is my thing again? Oh, Whatever Robin's Twitter happens to be this month. At 8-Bit Show and Tell. Or I think you can tweet both of us at our Growing Up 80s Twitter account. That's GUP80s. And check out our Patreon page where any monthly donation gets you access to the bonus monthly podcast. Also, our generous patrons like Chris and Justin get a shout out in the episodes. Our top tier patrons get to ask us questions that we will answer on that bonus mini podcast. That's right. (laughs) You get to pick the topic. Please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Check out our YouTube channel for occasional video content. All you got to do is search for Grown Up 80s on YouTube. And for Robin Harburn, I'm Darren Folds. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Put music in.
In the 1980s, Velveeta used the advertising jingle, Colby, Swiss, and Cheddar, blended all together, in its U.S. television commercials to explain its taste and texture, because real cheese was used in the product at that time. At the time. At that time. <laughs> Yuck. A that was che- really good. A cheeseburger with bacon and melted Velveeta in place of cheese. I could go for a cheeseburger with bacon and melted Velveeta right about yeah, now. I actually want some Velveeta. Okay, yeah, so I, I want to look. Uh, Can I stop recording buy and send this to you? Velveeta cheese. What? Can, I insert? Can you really buy, oh, Velveeta processed cheese loaf? <laughs> it's a loaf. You could still buy it. Can you get it at Superstore? Can you put it in your cart for your next pickup? They got it at Walmart, but... You know what else they got at Walmart? Check out check out the title. Well, that looks really fancy. Yep. Hang on. But, I'm clicking. But read the, the text name of it. Great for melting. Yeah, no, no. I mean like the the no product artificial. the product Velveeta processed cheese loaf. They couldn't even spell processed right. Pro they, they processed. Yeah, processed. No. Processed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's got no reviews, but hey, it's available at nearby stores. For oh. a one and one quarter inch cube, you get 80 calories, 8% of your daily fat, including 16% of your saturated and trans fats, 20% of your daily sodium intake. <laughs> one, one square has 20% of your sodium? Yeah, uh, an an inch and a quarter cube. I don't know, 30 grams. 
How many grams are, is in this thing? Oh, 450 grams. 450 grams. Divided by 30. That's 15 servings in that thing. That's great that you can still buy Velvet, Velveeta Pros. I wonder if the box is still trading card sized. It doesn't look like it is. The loaf looks wider. <laughs> yes. It's a loaf. I'm, I'm stopping my recording okay, I now. Am, I am now.